and we're live again. Welcome to another episode of the Amarmuto Discovery. You're tuning in because you care about being an adaptive human being. You know, change is coming, change is upon us. And in the 21st century, it's in your interest and in the interest of the people you care or love to be as good as you can at adapting and changing. Um, this month is Mental Health Awareness Month. And in the spirit of that month and kindness, I'm sharing a lot of the content of a curriculum I've developed around the energy management compass. And today's session is about loving yourself unconditionally. What I'll be sharing with you today did not come to me easy. It is also for me a work in progress, but it is one of the most important cornerstones of implementing the energy management compass. Last week's episode was mostly focused around empowering your vulnerabilities, knowing how and when to reload yourself energetically. This week's episode is focusing on why one should recover, why one should relove and really building the foundation of an energy management compass that is sustainable. Um, I'm going to start off with a little story of me personally to create uh, some building blocks to be able to share with you why loving yourself unconditionally is such an important starting point of implementing the energy management compass. Um, I grew up in a household where there was a lot of stress. Uh, we were political refugees in Iran. My mom raised us basically by herself. And when I arrived in Holland as well, I was pretty, how do you say it, uh, mature from a very young age. Um, as I grew uh, into an adolescent, I was a very high performer. I was having my own business at the same time doing a university studies full time. So on the outside, I looked like a very achieved uh, human being, busy on all fronts, social life. Uh, but internally, I had a very difficult struggle with myself and my inner critic. Uh, the phrase that... Uh, work before play was something I really lived by. I would not allow myself to rest or enjoy myself or social life or any type of fun activity if I did not um, fulfill some type of expectation uh, on my production or work uh, environment. And my inner critic, it was very harsh on me. I remember when I had periods that I was uh, underperforming in my own perspective, I would sit down and write myself letters that were extremely uh, yeah, disciplining in the sense that, okay, I get it, you've been slacking, but from now on, you're going to do push-ups in the morning, afternoon, and evening, and you're not allowed to watch any TV or sitcoms until you have done a b and c so a very conditioned uh, internal dialogue um, that created a very prolonged period of me like working like a maniac like 
I remember from the age of 18 to 21, I skipped Thursday nights, just working a night shift while running my own company just to make ends meet, finances, doing the study until the point that I really fell asleep on my motorcycle, driving it home from one class to the other, another. And uh, I've, I've been developing a lot of coaching skills the recent years. And uh, one thing that we get to learn as coaches and to also do with our clients is to really um, transform what we think is our inner self into recognizing what is a gremlin within us and what are fear-based messages, uh, fear-based signals. In the process of me receiving coaching, I've been able to uh, materialize my gremlin in the form of this guy right here. You might know him from the Powerpuff Girls as Mojo Jojo. In my uh, imagination or world, it's called Freddy, and this is Fearful Freddy. Fearful Freddy makes a lot of assumptions, and they are mostly um, <clears throat> based on being scared and, and, and uh, wanting to protect me from from pain and uh, basically fearful freddy does not like vulnerabilities and why why do i bring fearful freddy's up is that the first part of the energy management compass is to empower your vulnerabilities to know uh, your own 30 percent so when you need to recover and how you recover to know what activities give you an energy <clears throat> if you can imagine freddy my gremlin is always giving me the message that being vulnerable is a weakness. So first of all, it would not allow me to admit when I was tired and also would make fun of the activities that really gave me energy. Uh, that would put me in a position that if I would be declining in my productivity or my joy and, and the experience of life, it would not allow me to recover. It would only push me further, further down the hill. Um, this, this is like the opposite of where you want to be if you truly want to love yourself unconditionally. The, the gremlin, the, 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 the gremlin message inside of us is something that I can speak from my experience, but I've read plenty of books about scheme therapy from hell and Sidra Stone, if I am correct that really talk about that this inner critic is something we developed in our young and infant uh, age to protect ourselves and uh, to make us fit in in our family environment. So we want to belong, we want to feel safe, and we basically teach ourselves to think and act the way our parents might think and act so that they are happy with us. They don't get angry with us and then we feel safe. When, when our infancy is over, these voices in our head still keep existing and they're also based on the point of view and fears of that day and age. So it's a very unrealistic message that we carry with us throughout our entire life, which is, uh, if you look at it from a productivity perspective, super counterproductive. If you realize that you recover on time, you reload on time and you know when to recover, then you can keep your efficiency levels higher 
then that's what you would like to do if you're interested in performance or if you care about living a balanced life energetically. But the gremlin message keeps you in a state of constant alert and fear and will not allow you to really uh, lean into being tired or vulnerable. It will not allow you to do that. And these, these can be very subtle messages, but the core of them are all equal to not being enough, not being smart enough, not being fast enough, not being pretty enough, um, something not enough usually is a gremlin message and uh, the root of it is fear and the fear of not belonging, not being accepted. So we, we keep ourselves in a constant state of uh, pushing ourselves into a certain type of behavior because we are afraid that we might get excluded. Um, and if you look at it that way, inclusion is very condition-based. So if you do not do what you might think your parents or your friends or people outside or on social media expect from you to do, you will not be accepted. It's a very conditioned uh, way of treating people. Maybe right now you've reached a moment in your life that you realize, hey, actually my parents... They love me unconditionally and I also love all there is around me. I look at the world through that scope of energy and I, I appreciate um, everybody's uh, form of loving and caring and everybody has a different language of love. But the fact of the matter is that love should be unconditional. Love is unconditional. That's the purity of it. Um, then the questions come to rise, well, how would I implement that towards myself? And that's the other important cornerstone of being able to implement your own energy management compass. So when you know the how and the when to implement activities, surroundings, uh, companions that give you energy, that's important. But to be able to trigger yourself to implement it you should also be able to relate these activities to basically uh, an act of self-love. Knowing what your personal and internal language of love is, and that's a great read for, for couples definitely, but also for you personally to know how you would like to receive love and what the characteristics of that language of love is. It's such an important piece of knowledge because if you have clear for yourself what the fear-based messages are and um, that, that creates the possibility to recognize those, at the same time, if you have a clear overview of how you would experience being loved, then you can see the great contrast if you hold it up against how your regular day or week or maybe when you're having a bad day or week looks like. And it's, uh, for me, the biggest confrontation always comes when I'm having a tough day or week and I'm fighting myself and I allow, I allow Fearful Freddy to show up again, is that um, the moment that I needed the most to recover, to 
care for myself, to embrace myself, to to uh, uh, comfort myself. This is the moment where usually Fearful Freddy is also waiting to tell me, no, that's what weak people do. You don't want to be a pussy. Don't show that you're bleeding. Nah, this is nothing. We've been through worse and we're not going to admit that this is hurting. That's super confronting to recognize that still with all this knowledge, it's difficult to implement. So that's a practice. This is a lifelong practice to be able to implement self-love and self-care. And you might wonder, well, how do I find out the characteristics of my internal language of love? And maybe this is an exercise that you can do uh, with yourself, with a loved one, uh, journal it if you like to, draw it out if that's your uh, way of conveying uh, your process. But imagine a day that you are being showered with love. From the moment you wake up to the moment you go to sleep, that's a lot of hours. Go through it hour by hour. What, where, with who, what's going on, what's the atmosphere. And basically this exercise is there to stretch your imagination to be like, okay, this is like that day that like I opened up a magic box and it's like raining love all over me. After you've done this exercise and take your time to do this exercise, take like a good 30 minutes to do it. You might struggle at first. So if you have things that are maybe for the afternoon that come up first, write them up around that time, but go through all the hours of the day you being showered with love. The reflection that you have then in front of you is that you see what's going on, what's happening in a day that I am showered with love. What are the things that come, come up? What are the characteristics of how I experience being showered with love? That insight is a really important part of knowing how you experience safety, freedom, and connection. And why are these things important? They're important because these three aspects are maybe almost what love is made out of. Um, And how you experience these three aspects also has to do with whether the gremlin, which is fear-based, is going to stick its head out and start rattling your cages. So I myself, if I reflect on my day filled with love, there's a lot of connection in it. It's like I'm calling my friends, people are visiting me, I'm having drinks and teas and coffees and barbecues, and, 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 and we're reminiscing memories and making new ones and outside a lot i get to eat tasty stuff and get to see art and my creativity is like let loose and i help people and people help me and i it's a journey when i'm being honest a day that i'm having a tough day that i'm tired and my body's hurting from whatever 
nerve pains, my shoulders killing me, I slept horribly, I just wake up, not on the wrong side of the bed, but like the wrong side of my body, like a day that my body's really punishing me. It takes me a lot of awareness to be able to be like, oh, well, it up. I'm not going to resist this. I'm going to allow myself to be showered with love. My girlfriend can testify. If I'm tired, I become a grumpy uh, person who's pushing her away. I do not allow her to shower with me with love because internally I am struggling with allowing empathy towards myself. Internally, I do not allow myself to recover because in my opinion, I have not done enough. I have not performed enough. I have uh, way more to give and I will not uh, let myself be known for this half-ass weak performance that I am judging. So it's very judgmental also. Um, yeah, let me sit with that for a second and, and reflect. So the energy management compass is a tool to help you navigate life with plentiful energy. Tell me if you disagree with the following. Time does not equal money. You are taught as a human being to grow up, behave, follow the rules, go to school, get a job so you can earn money to pay the bills. All these activities cost you time and they might or might not get you a lot of money. Maybe a little, enough to pay your bills, whatever. The fact of the matter is you're trading time for money. But money isn't time. You cannot buy time with money. Matter of fact, you cannot buy time at all, even with all the money in the world. So that's a bad deal, first of all. Second of all, if you've had a hangover or if you've been sick, like with a good flu or something, you also know with all the time in the world, if you do not have energy, that time is worthless. If you've had a burnout, staring at the ceiling for a couple of weeks, zoning out on the couch, You've been forced to slow down immensely by your body because you've drained your energy so much that you need like flatline to be able to recover. So you managed your energy not in the right way. Energy itself is maybe the most valuable thing that we as humans can manage and are not taught how to manage. It's the closest thing to consciousness as we can get because if we have a low energy level, our energy, our consciousness level also declines. And your consciousness is very related to how aware you are of your energy level. That's where the energy management compass comes in. Knowing from last week's episode when to recover. So when are you around your 30%? That's the 30% rule. When are you around that 30% that it's in the right time to recover so you don't deplete it too much that you need to recover for very long? That's one part of being aware. Second part of being aware is knowing how you replenish your energy best. Are you a very social person? Are you an outgoing person? Do you like physical activities? Do you like it fast? Do you like it slow? Do you like music? Do you like it loud? Do you like it soft? 
knowing these things about yourself and knowing that these things also fluctuate over time. So it's a list that you should have in your mind or on a piece of paper in your phone that's easy to access, to be like, okay, I'm a bit low on energy. What's the best thing to do for me right now? Let me not grab my phone and scroll through Instagram. Let me not Netflix it out. Let me dedicate some time on gathering energy. I'll raise my consciousness level as well. That's the basic of the energy management compass. But to know why you are doing this, why you will allow yourself unconditional love, this is just as important as knowing how and when. And the exercise I shared with you to imagine a day that you are showered with love is really helpful because it also gives you a lot of uh, creativity with exploring the activities, the surroundings, and the peoples that give you energy. Because love is also a very flow-like state. It's Time goes by in a snap if you're in that state. So it's, it's, it's very surreal at the same time. And knowing the characteristics of your internal language of love is a great part of this awareness tool that you're creating for yourself with the energy management compass and understanding that the messages that you might be experiencing internally are coming from your gremlin, which are fear-based signals, is also very important. So the awareness of knowing what comes from fear and where love holds you, this, this basically creates the insight for you to be able to shift into doing the activities when you need to do them. Because if you, you might know all the things that are good for you. You might know that eating healthy is good for you. You might know going to bed on time is good for you. You might know going for a walk is good for you. But if you feel like you're not producing enough, if you feel like you're not being advanced enough in your career, you feel like you need to push it further, then you're not going to allow yourself to do these things. You're going to condition the moments that you allow yourself to relax or replenish energy or have fun. And that's very conditioned because if you would tell anybody that is your friend that you feel tired, their immediate response is to just kick back, relax, take a nap on the couch, open up a soda, relax to some music. You want to go dancing? You like dancing? That's fun. Anything that makes you feel better. And you would recommend it to your friends too. Because you don't have those expectations of your friends. You care for them. You care for their well-being. And you want them to do, to do well. About with yourself internally. You got this gremlin message going on. So I put away Fearful Freddy. And for myself, I introduced Freddy the Brave. And Freddy the Brave, he's like a dancing jolly guy. He enjoys life. I love him. I love him. And what Freddie the Brave really cares about is bonding, connecting with people. For me, that's a very important value. And he sees opportunities in experiencing all these aspects of himself. So 
as the fear message might be like, do not allow yourself to be vulnerable because you might die. You realize there's no snakes or bears out here. I'll be okay. I might feel uncomfortable. I might feel insecure. I might even feel sad. That's okay because if you are brave, you will step through all these phases, all these emotions and allow yourself to experience one of the hardest things to allow yourself to experience as well. For me, I got to admit, accepting love, accepting care, not only from myself, but also from other people is one of the toughest things for me because my internal fear message is whatever it is i am not enough i am not enough to be loved i'm not enough enough to be embraced and it's a sad thing i'm 33 i would would like to say and i do say it and i uh, have it as an intention that i am plentiful and i deserve love but it does not erase this gremlin message so for me, it was such a great help and definitely a cornerstone to realize that this not enough message, that my love, amount of love that I'm allowed to receive is conditional to my performance. That's not me. That's not my voice. That's a gremlin. That's a survival mechanism. And it, had, it served its purpose when it was created. It was needed back then. But right now, I disagree with that point of view right now i am aware of how i experience love best how i appreciate it and that i want to move from a place of loving myself unconditionally this episode is going by in a flash i have been having a very long day a lot of coaching calls pretty tired in the spirit of kindness and mental mental health awareness week I am giving away three coaching sessions to two people. So if you're interested in winning some coaching sessions, maybe name your own gremlin and shift it into an ally, please share your biggest takeaway from the podcast. It can be any, any episode and tag me in your post, whether it's on Instagram or, or Twitter or uh, Facebook, and uh, send me a message what you hope to achieve with your coaching sessions. At the end of the month, I will announce the winners of this competition. The, the package that I'm offering is worth 600 euros each. So uh, get it while it's still available. And let me know what you think of the podcast so far. I hope you had a nice experience listening to my experiences so far. And uh, see you next week. I'm out.